0: Welcome to Self-Published Success, a show catered specifically to the innovators and entrepreneurs who sought creative control over their titles, chose self-publishing over traditional, and found overwhelming success in the process. In this show, we will introduce these risk takers and ask them a variety of questions. Why did you choose self-publishing? What were your results? And most importantly, what are some secrets to success? Self-Published Success is designed to get your creative juices flowing, to get you energized and excited for the road to authorship ahead. So sit back, grab your trusted pen and notepad, and get ready to gain tips that will help you along your own self-publishing journey.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Self-Published Success, a show that highlights forward-thinking authors who chose self-publishing over traditional and found success in doing so. My name is John Feldman, founder and CEO of Visionary Literary, and your host for today's show. Our guest today is Leah Forney. Leah is the CEO of Purposefully Faithful, whose mission is to help purpose-driven women to unlock their power and purpose. She is also a speaker, trainer, and the author of seven books on faith and inspiration. Leah is also the podcast host of the internationally streamed show, Hey Queen. She has appeared in 125 plus different media publications. And she is the winner of I Am Her International Awards, Women on the Rise. Her eighth book, Born to be Unbound, is set for release Labor Day weekend of this year, which is, as of this show's release date, right around the corner. Leah, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me, John, and I'm glad to be here.
1: Good, good. And we are certainly glad to have you. So the listeners of this show are are sick of hearing my voice at the opening. (laughs) So what I did was I, I took your insanely long list of credentials and your experience and your expertise, and I limited it down to what I just read, but there's so much more there. So Mm -hmm. let's just kick off the show by telling me and telling the listeners more about you, your background story, and what made you, what made you want to write.
0: Yeah. So it's funny when people always ask me that question because I don't think I've ever saw myself as a writer. Um, so my background story really is is not a, an easy upbringing. I'm the daughter of two addicts. My mom has battled with drug addiction since I was basically in the womb. And my dad was an alcoholic and in and out of prison. So as a young girl, um, growing up feeling abandoned, feeling rejected, having all these emotions, but not really knowing what to do with them. Um, writing was my escape. It was my way of escape. So as a young girl, you could always catch me in the corner somewhere with a notebook and a pen, and I would just be penning different things, whether it was a poem, whether it was a short story. Um, it was my outlet. It was either that or I was fighting. And so my grandmother, you know, she used to always be scared for me because of the fact that I would get into these little fights over the simplest things. And so her fear was that either I was going to die really early on in life, or I was going to be like my parents and end up in and out of the prison system. So I had to find a different outlet, John, and I did. And so writing was the outlet. And so um, as a young girl growing up in Queens, New York, where a lot of my friends came from two-parent households, and I had grandma, grandpa, and my aunt, you know, you kind of stick out like a sore thumb. It's kind of like, well, why are you different versus your friends? And so when people would ask me about my parents, I always had an elaborate story. Like my dad was a CIA agent on a top secret mission. You know, that was something that I created. So writing started off as a young girl, just kind of coming up with a way of escape, um, just escape from reality, getting tapping into that creative side of me that I didn't even realize existed and then writing as an author came years later like 2015 2016 was around the time that i first you know felt called to write a book and again i never saw that but little did i know god was grooming that that writer as a young girl when i was just pinning those stories about my parents
1: that's excellent so what was the what was the trigger what made you after all this you know writing as a child what was what was the one moment where you were like a book, a book needs to actually happen.
0: You know, honestly, I don't even know if there was a one moment. I think for me, it was the moment I, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. And so for me, it was hearing God's voice said that this was the time to write the book. And I remember really laughing, like, who's reading a book about me? (laughs) Like, Like, it was just one of those, like really caught off guard moments, but he said it like twice. And then I was like, okay well, if I have to write this book, what am I writing about? Um, And then I heard him say like, your life. And I was like, well, there's a lot there. So (laughs) you gotta, you know, you gotta be more specific. But what he challenged me was that as I was to write, he would give me the words. And so when I wrote my very first book, Unapologetically Me, um, I just let him guide me through that story, which really is the story of my tumultuous relationship with my mom. You know, and having this struggle of loving the woman that gave me life, but also hating her at the same time because she's an addict and not really knowing how to deal with it. And so when I wrote that book, um, it just so happened that my publisher and I, at the time, were going to the same church. So I always say, like, God always has what you need when you need it. You just got to be patient in the process. And so I went to her because I knew that she had wrote books. And we had a conversation and she was like, well, you know, send me what you got. And I sent it to her and immediately she was like, you're a storyteller. Like I was drawn in from the beginning of this book and I'm laughing again because I'm like, who is a storyteller? <laughs> like, <laughs> not me, you know, not the little girl that wrote just for the sake of writing, you know, but. I, I trusted her and she was a small press publisher and I trusted her, her judgment. And so I worked, I decided to, you know, work with her on the very first book, but I don't think there was ever a moment where I was like, oh, I want to be an author. I just, I never saw that for my life, John.
1: Well, two things. One is that, that it, <laughs> that's that feedback that you get off of a first book is usually Awful. And I know from experience I've written many books and I yeah. still cringe at my first ones. So for you to have such amazing feedback on your first story and the writing, especially the storytelling, um, congrats. That's something that you. again, you know, all that writing you were doing as a child really did help um to get you to that point. So um I, I guess the next thing is you found a publisher right? Mm-hmm. You went to church with her. That was That's very rare for you to run into a publisher at such a small kind of um, very connected event, right? But you did. Yeah. And so this was your first experience with publishing, right? Mm-hmm. Again, on this show, self-published success, we like to talk about both. You are one of the few authors that have gone both routes, right? Traditional publishing and self-publishing. Yeah when you were first introduced to this friend this publisher what was what was the process like was there a yeah. lot more yeah like yeah tell us what it was like
0: you know, I, and you'll laugh when I say this. I tell people when I wrote the very first book that I ever, it, I felt like it was ignorance on fire. Like there, there's a whole thing that goes into publishing that I think most people think like, oh, I typed this up on, you know, Google Docs or Microsoft Word and voila, I'm a publisher. Yeah. Author. And there's so much to that. So the process for me was, um, well, the first thing was when we when I came up with the title "Unapologetically Me," you know, her insight was, well, if it's, if that's the title, we should put a picture of you on the cover. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So I started going through my phone, John. This is what I mean by ignorance on fire. I'm like, oh, let me send her all these selfies, right? Like, <laughs> send her a whole bunch of selfies. And her response was, no, yeah. you need a high resolution photo. And I'm like it's a high resolution photo. Like, why isn't my camera on my phone (laughs) good enough? And she's like, you're going to have to have a photo shoot. And I'm like, like be in front of the camera. Like, you know, like I didn't know anything about headshots and things like that. Like you say, picture of me. I'm like, instantly let me go to the cutest selfie I have in my phone. So having to learn that, you know, you just can't slap any kind of picture of yourself on the cover if that's the route you're going to take and so I had to set to find a photographer and I had to set up a a photo shoot and I had to get photos and that was a process because if you've never really been in front of camera you don't know like angles and the way to look so that piece alone was a process Um, The other part that was so like not, not understanding the importance of a bio when a synopsis, things I know now, but then it was just like, again, why can't I just give you this Microsoft Word and we be, right. like, we be done? Sure. You know, you know, learning about ISBN, learning about an editing process. You know, again, this the biggest misconception is I type this thing up and I'm done. But realizing that, you know, she did the editing and the formatting. And it, so having to learn that there's multi, you should have multiple rounds of editing. You know, you shouldn't right. have an editor that only does it one time because they probably didn't get it all. You know, you should have an editor that's, you know, going to give it back to you and, and ask your feedback and ask clarification. and think. So the process of using a traditional publisher, I feel like helped me when I decided to be a self-publisher because I learned so much in that process that I didn't think. Like again, I ignorance on fire. I was like, oh, okay, I'm an author. I typed this thing up. Boom. And not realizing there are so many other things that go before you ever just hit publish.
1: That's a really good point to make, is that it taught you so much because again, there are so many self-published authors who ebook only, again, like you said, they type something up in a Word doc and they just kind of put it up on ebook on Amazon and it's like 30 pages long. And it just, the cover is you know what I mean. There are so many. Yeah. Um, like if you if you're going to take the time, even if it is a 7,000 words short book, you should still take the time. Again, the editing process, have it edited, make it professional. Um, so we do highlight that self publishing is better here. But in your mm-hmm. case, tradi- th- this traditional route before you went to self publishing taught you so much. So it really did benefit and. Um, if I might say to unap- unapologetically me, uh, love that title. And I do agree with your, um, with your, I guess, former publisher that, yeah, your cover, your image would have to be on that cover for that title, but good. So since then, since that book mm-hmm. you have, were you've written six others, mm-hmm. seven, if you include the one that's, that's coming out shortly, were yeah. those all self-published titles?
0: Yes. So all of them were self-published after that. And I really just took what I had learned from her. Um, She's still my editor. So I still use her to this day. I just use her in the editing space. Um, But going through that traditional process definitely showed me, like, the thing, kind of like a checklist of things to remember um, as I go through the self-publishing process of, like, making sure the editing is done, the formatting is done, you know, I you know a lot of the platforms that you can use to self publish like KDP and Lulu like they offer the opportunity to get you know your ISBN versus buying your ISBN so yeah. I learned a whole lot and 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 I think that if I had not gone through the traditional route it, I probably would have been even more um, ignorant to what self publishing was like you know, yeah. I the thing that I tell people when people have asked why I've chosen self-published, for me, it's control. And I always tell people, think of your yes. own creative control. Yes. Like, I know naturally I could be a control freak. So, <laughs> like, I look at my books as my babies, right? I tell people I don't naturally have kids, but I got eight because I never, <laughs> took the time to write and go through that process. And so... It's about control. It's like yeah. how much creative control you want, because a lot of these publishing companies, you know, yeah, they might give you this healthy advance, but they're taking something on the back end. You're paying for something on the back end. So I, I personally love self published because I have the creative control.
1: Yes, yes, totally agree. And that's, that's again, for, for people who are writing nonfiction, for business people who want it to be like a marketing tool, for their business or for lead generation, whatever whatever it may be, that creative control is huge because with traditional publishers, you don't own the IP anymore, right? That's theirs until a certain amount of time goes. And then if you're lucky, they give it back or you have to buy it back. But for you, right? Like, so you're also a speaker, um, mm-hmm. you're a coach, a consultant. Yeah. The information that is put into a book your books, you have complete control. But if traditional publishers owned that work, there could be some, some heads banging together when yeah, it yeah. comes to the information that you're sharing and you're speaking your keynotes and what's in the book, because the, the publisher could say that they own it. But yeah. you own it, right? So let's, w- when it comes to the books, right? And your mm-hmm. speaking career, um, your coaching career. How has a book helped to either launch or propel? Mm. Like how's how's a book helped you in your career?
0: Yeah, I always tell people my book started my business. Um, one thing that as an author... I, and I know it now, but five years ago when I, when I wrote and released the very first one that came out in 2017, like I didn't know that being an au- there's two sides to an author, right? There's the author, the one that writes the book, and then there's the business side to being an author. And so most new authors only know the one side, which is I wrote a book, right? right. They don't realize that the book is adding credibility, right? It's, it's making you the expert in something. And so you can take that and now leverage it. And so I shied away from coaching for a very long time because in my professional career, I work in the mental health sector. So it was like, eh, therapy, coaching, kind of real close. But I then had so many people coming to me about, well, you've written seven, almost eight books. Like, how have you done it? Right. And so I realized that there was a space where they there were people that were willing to invest in themselves to learn the ins and outs of you know being a coach and so and being an author and so that was the thing that really kind of made me get into the coaching and consultant space was that there was a need there but I, my book started that like i started the process of who i am today because i was a published author i wrote right. one book right and so i always tell people no matter what it is that you want to do, like you should definitely have a book, right? Even if you're using it for lead generation, even if you're using it as a way to just add credibility when you're putting yourself out there for speaking engagements you know i i have i take my book everywhere i go i tell people it's like my it's like my visa in my wallet you know i'm always i always have books you know if i'm on the road somewhere there's all because there's always somebody that will either i run into that knows that i'm an author or that is like oh when did you put out a recent book do you have a copy yep it's in my wallet the other thing is it's a great way to make continue to make money right like i tell people i can't tell you how many times i might have needed twenty dollars for gas john and i had a book and then i ran it to somebody who wanted the book and there goes the gas money right like there you go you you it's a great way to continue to increase your own visibility, leverage your own experience, and so yeah, my book started my business. I will not be the coach or the speaker and the trainer that I am had I not wrote the very first book.
1: Well, that's awesome. That is great to hear because that's something that we we try very much to tell other business owners, business people, industry leaders. Like it, it really does. Um, it does help, and with you know the different platforms that you can be on today with self publishing, it's great. Yeah. So for you obviously again going back to the intro i i introduced about six percent of your background everything that you mm-hmm. do you're a very very busy successful but busy woman yes. how do you find the time to write now eight books now eight. while you're while you're doing being a ceo being a speaker a coach <sighs> and everything else going on with your life being on 125 plus media publications where do you find the time to to sit down and write
0: you know i have a simple formula so for me one when i feel the unction to write a book I, i spend a lot of time in prayer um i i seek god and and hey is this what you're leading me to try to get some insight of what the book is about so every book that i've ever written i tell people god reveals it one or two ways he either gives me the title and no chapters or he gives me the title and the chapters and so i always tell people if he gives me the title and the chapters i know that is the book that he wants me to write and so then i believe that writing a book is about getting in a flow and this is what i have taught my students over the years if you got nothing but 15 minutes, right, set that timer for 15 minutes and just start writing. Because once you get in the rhythm, once you get in that flow, the 15 minutes are going to go off and you're going to still be writing. Right? <laughs> right? Because, so how I've been able to do it is just that, taking 15 minutes throughout my day to say, okay, I'm not going to do anything business related besides write a chapter in my book. You know, and then also I set deadlines like I I truly believe a goal without a deadline is a wish. Like when you give yourself that deadline, when you say, "Okay, I'm releasing this book on this day at this time, you're now holding yourself accountable. Right. So what I tend to do is I set the deadline and then I tell my tribe, hey, I'm releasing this book on this day at this time hold me accountable, right? So then they put it on their calendars and then we had those check-ins. So if you're going to ever write a book, definitely have a a group of people that you can bounce things off of. And luckily for me, most of my tribe members are authors. So they've gone through this process. Yeah, And so I can say, hold me accountable, right? Because you need people that are going to say, hey, John, did you write a chapter in your book this week, right? Because let's be real, we're human. And so we can say we're going to do it, And we can put it on the calendar, but then life happens. And you get caught up in other things. And then you look and you're like two months from your deadline and you haven't done anything. So I I say 15-minute increments, especially if you're a very busy person, like we all got 15 minutes. you know, And, And you really have to just, I always say, look at your own capacity. Look at the things that you have. Some of the stuff that we occupy for 15 minutes it's, it's like social media, TikTok, you know, like, what if you don't do that for one, you know, one day out of the week or two days out of the week or whatever, and sit down and write the book. Because once you get in the flow, it starts to come and then you'll find that you'll keep writing and you'll make progress towards your goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point to make too, because it is, um, like when, when you're, Anything else, any other task that you do that might take 15 minutes, you might be fine doing it, but with a task where you're sitting and writing and you know in your head, like the world could see this writing. Other people will read it, they will judge it. It's, it's a little bit harder to kind of get started. So one thing too is that if you just kind of, for anyone, like if you take those 15 minutes, know that what you write in those 15 minutes is not going to be the final version. Like you were saying at the beginning, editing is very, very important, several rounds of editing. Um, So yeah, but that's that's really good, 15 minutes a day. And you get a a paragraph or two out and especially consistency too. If you, Mm -hmm. each day, it's much better to write 15 minutes per day than an hour and a half one day per week, an hour and a half every Saturday. Because by the time you get back into the flow the, the next Saturday, you know, you're, you're cutting into that time. So consistency is, um, yeah. is key. Good. So I agree. yeah, outside of the book, mm-hmm. outside of the books, the multiple books, you are a CEO, a coach consultant. And again, mm-hmm. from just from everything that I've read and that I missed in the intro that we didn't have time to introduce, you're very passionate about, about certain things and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, your upbringing and then the writing kind of helps you with, I would say it's, it's almost like journaling for you. Right. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: to tell the readers, you know, outside of the book about what you're passionate about, what your goals are in life, what you're trying to accomplish and how we can help you do that.
0: Yeah. So for me, I think the thing that I'm most passionate about is helping other women like me, um, really get unstuck And really tap into their purpose. You know, I spent a lot of my life healing from childhood trauma and things that I had gone through. And I realized that one of the biggest reasons why most women like myself stay stuck is because there's this guilt and this shame about what we've been through. Right, And so I had to learn on my own journey through prayer and journaling and therapy um, that when I release myself of the guilt and the shame of not knowing, you know, and doing the best that I could with what was given to me, um, there's a freedom that comes with that. And so once I tap into that freedom, it kind of makes me unstoppable. And so when I discovered that freedom for myself... I, I literally remember praying and I was like, God, right, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> you know, and and he's just like, help other women like you. And so I personally am on a mission to help other women like me, whether they are authors, whether they're podcasters, to really tap into that God-given freedom that makes you unstoppable. Because, you know, there's a whole world that's waiting for you to write more books. There's a whole world that's waiting for you to be a podcaster or a filmmaker or whatever you want to do. Like there's a whole world that's sitting back. Waiting, and you can't keep them waiting because you're afraid to step into that. You know, is it fearful? Yes, but I always tell people do it afraid. Like every time I release a book, and people will never believe this, John, I am nervous. The anxiety is real. And people will be like, Leah, you've written eight. It's no way. And I'm like, I promise you, like, come Labor Day weekend, when I press the publish button, I'm probably going to freak out because, like you said, somebody's going to read it somebody's going to judge it yeah somebody right so i don't care how many books you write there's still that feeling of like oh my god but what i have learned about anxiety is that really that's your body's way of letting you know or your mind's way of letting you know that you got to rely on something bigger than yourself to get you through that moment and so for me that that's god for somebody else that might be the universe whatever it is but it's your your body's way of saying hey This is bigger than you. And now you need something bigger than you to help you through that. So anxiety doesn't always have to be a bad thing. It can be a good thing. And I've learned that in my journey as an author, as a speaker, as a coach, is that it's okay to be nervous because you're putting something out there for the world to see. And so that's what biggest thing I'm passionate about and why I created the business that I created, because I want other women to really step into who they are, who they were called and created to be, and, and really live the life that they truly desire.
1: Well, that's an excellent message. And again, we've, we've only had a few short conversations. I didn't know you when you were a child. Um, I didn't know you when you were writing your first books and building this business, but um, you seem to have really taken that message that you've received and run with it. Um, and especially uh, just, again, being able to be kind of humble enough to say that, like, you're still at this point in your career, eighth mm-hmm. book coming up, you're still nervous to press publish. Yes. Um, that, that is something that is huge to share with aspiring authors because they all feel, I mean, anybody feels like that. When you, mm-hmm. you know, actors put out a movie or authors put out a book, you just think that, oh, they're, they're so confident that, you know, they're that confident to put out a book. They're not nervous about it, but there's, there is, there's always the, you know, the butterflies in your stomach. Mm -hmm. So, um, positive message, where can people find out more about you, what you do, if they need help, if they want to seek help or just seek your guidance, where can they find you?
0: Yeah, so I'm on all the major social media platforms as Leah M40. You can find me everywhere on social media, but also you can go straight to my website, wwwleahm And definitely um, there's a contact us button. You could just send me a message, I'll get it. And definitely you can schedule some time to talk.
1: Excellent. Well, Leah, thank you so much for all of your wisdom that you were able to share here. This has been an excellent conversation. Um, again, thank you for being here best of luck in everything else that you do with your upcoming book and with the business and so forth
0: thank you john for having me i appreciate it
1: thank you for listening to this episode of self-published success we encourage you to put the tips and tricks you've discovered in this episode to use in your own author strategy please feel free to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on your preferred listening platform. Until next time, continue chasing your vision of authorship success.